Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your host, Right Warshaw Brother George Mudry. Warshaw Brother Joe. Warshaw Brother Ken. And we took Thursday off. We decided to take a, take a vacation day. Mental health day. Yeah, we took a mental health day. We needed it. Yes, we did. Um, Joe was tired. Ken was all about it. He was ready to go. And I, just I filed apparently a had heartburn that I was basically breathing fire. So I'm like, yeah, no. We're did you swallow you something funny? Yeah. Uh, just... Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was called a V8 in the morning, and then I had a freaking oh. pizza in the afternoon. So. Oh, too much. Yeah, that was fire. You had that burning sensation? <sighs> really? All right. <laughs> All right, ready? Likes. Nam B, we covered last time. So we got Mike Nelson, Thomas Perkins, and Bill Southham. Hold on one second. Oh, I think sure. we uh, got uh, a... Um, while you're charging up Ken, I'm pretty sure we had a new follow. Um, he didn't quite commit to liking the page, but he did follow it. And bear with me one moment while I look that up. Uh, Bill Drum. Did you say Bill Drum? I did not. Bill Drum uh, is a new follower. Oh, cool. Uh, they, so he hasn't fully committed and liked us, but <laughs> apparently okay. he's going to check us out. He's like, we're like, uh, he's like a foster parent, yeah. a foster <laughs> listener. Try before you buy, Bill. Yeah. That's fine. And okay I can respect that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not everybody's. Try before you buy. We're not everybody. <laughs> we're not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Give it a shot. See what you think. All right. So let's toast them, boys. Ken, lead it. All right. You are the only one who committed till Thursday, and oh, the two of us. So, so I, I get the honor. You get the honor that. because me and Joe bailed. Brethren, right hand to arms. To so arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, one more. That was precise. Well, I mean, we're, we, we had a day off. So we did. We, we had a day off. to like realign our chakras and everything. We had a rest day. <laughs> There's like a rest day. <laughs> a realign our yeah. chakras. No, that's what I did. I don't know chakra, what you guys did on Thursday. I'm good. I'll toast with this. All right. Yeah. We got one more toast. Like Chakra Khan? And, uh, like chakra Khan? Chakra Khan? Chakra Khan. <laughs> we're going to be toasting our new patrons. We have four of them. Oh, yeah. thank you, brothers. Wow. Very large surge in Patreon Discord. So what I'm hearing is that we had four people join us for as little as $3 a month, where they got exclusive access to Patreon content, the Discord chat room, which includes uh, a text chat, an audio chat, and a video chat, uh -huh. and uh, perhaps a, someday soon they'll be receiving their gold tone Freemasons podcast yeah. And I just sent a bunch of them out. If you have not, please direct message me because a lot of them got returned back to me because the mail system doesn't like me. So I had to put them in the the nice foam container. Did you did you us. send Devaney his? I'm sick of seeing I him did send bitch Devaney on his. Discord. Yep, okay, yep, okay. yep. Send him to just to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up sending Bill Powell. I sent him uh, a pin as well as uh, my pass or the pin from the year that I was master, so he got a little oh, extra yeah. bonus Thanks. for being patient. Who is ripping me apart? No, no, no. This is actually Alexander Harding says, George has better gaming headphones than me with those hyper X clouds. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what these are, too. So uh, let's yeah, do our uh, let's do our patrons, our newest one. Scott Blanchard. Mm. Keith Noonan. Oh, Chris. he's a Brit. Yes, he is. He is. Yes. They're multiplying. Yes. Yeah. Danny's got to stop procreating. Yeah, yeah. Chris Balous. And Joshua Conley. 
So, welcome, brothers. Welcome to the the family. Welcome to the suck, as we always say. Mm-hmm. And then yep. there's uh, also well, it used to be Bill Powell, but now Danny Collins has picked it up, and uh, he he always puts the picture of the the show campaign. Welcome to the fucking show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the so, show. Joe, lead All right. Brothers, right hand to arm. Two, Two arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Beautiful. Another perfect one. Yeah, that was two that, for two. That hit, we're that on t- we're, we might need to do it. We need to do it again. I Why think. test fate, man? We'll just keep doing it until it eventually just no, no, doesn't no. sink anymore. It's like it's like when you step on the scale in the morning. Once you, you get it, you're like, ooh, I can, I'm not stepping back on the, yep. te- the check. Done for the day. Done. Or you and move the scale away. around the floor to find where it's in. I've done that. Yes. I've done that. I've done that. Find where to, the give. Oh, uh, no, not that tile. Let's move it to this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, No, I've, to, I've totally done that. I've totally done that. I'm going to put it on the bath I mat. I thought I was yeah. the only person that did that. <laughs> the bath mat. Oh, uh, no, that's funny. All right. So uh, this episode, we're going to be doing, uh, it's going to be a twofer. We're going to split up the half hour or the hour into two half hours. And the first half of it, uh, being that today here in the United States of America is Flag Day, we're going to be talking about the U.S. flag and Freemasonry. Uh, I'm pulling this off of MasterMason.com uh, forward slash Hempstead749 forward slash the flag HTM. This is uh, from American Mason Magazine. We're going to be talking about the uh, the American flag, and then we're going to get into uh, Mr. Uh, Tech Dork Ken's uh, a follow up to my monologue about virtual lodges a couple weeks ago. Yep. Right. Yeah, was that like three weeks, four weeks ago? Something yeah, it was something you, like you a month did ago, that. Whatever. Ken's got, hotspot. Did you guys see? Um, did you guys see uh, what's his name's? Um, edict to the grandmasters that it's still here in connecticut it's still only five or less yes i did see that yep although he is supposed to be releasing some new edicts soon so we're staying vigilant and waiting for those to come out and i think some of them have to do with virtual lodges and Uh what his recommendations on on meeting virtually will be so we'll have to see also as well as uh i think he's also he just did a verdict i think it was for that lodges who are normally go dim for the summer are allowed to carry on yeah if it's in your yeah, bylaws in your that bylaws. you go dim mm-hmm. he's going to give dispensation that you can still meet perfect you know there are some lodges out there like as my a stated lodge. or as a special as a as a stated i as believe a stated. oh that's awesome so you could theoretically can, confer degrees but it's still it can't conflict with that five or correct less, right so he's right. gonna unless you know, happens. you have an ordained minister in the lodge and it's a spiritual <laughs> gathering <laughs> Then you can go 50 or less. It's gray, and I, you know, I'm the old guy. I live in the gray, man. But if the Grandmaster makes an edict says five or more, you still lose. You still lose. Yeah, you got to I answer to a higher power, man. (laughs) I love the most worshipful Grandmaster. I've known him for my entire 10 years of masonry, but... You answer to the Grand Dark? I'm ordained, yes, man. I, I answer to a higher power. I don't think he can claim oh, a rank Oh, that's great. He him. can't pull your deuce cards, but the rest of the bases that show up, he can. <laughs> My deuce right. card is with God. Oh, God. Here we go. God issued your deuce card. <sighs> All right, so let's get into the... Um, <laughs> we're going to get into this article. This was a good article uh, that I, that I kind of skimmed through and read. And uh, this is from, uh, let's see here, Masons and the U.S. Flag. And on top here, it says small town Texas Masons. Um, got a picture of 9-11. It says, uh, take a good look at the American flag, brethren. It's got more masonry in it than you know. And this is by Andrew Baracci. Um, and it says editor and publisher of the American Mason magazine. So I'll read it and then we'll talk about it. The weeks since September 11th carnage at New York City's World Trade Center has seen more public exposure of our American flag probably than any time since that day in 1777 when the Continental Congress adopted the Stars and Stripes as the official flag of the United States. We Americans have good reason to be proud of that symbol of freedom and of our great nation. How many Masons know the major role we've had in not only shaping the destiny of this great nation, but also in creating, guiding, and bringing veneration to those stars and stripes that comprise old glory. Let us take a look back. Here we go. On January 1st, 1776, uh, General and Brother George Washington, after having achieved the semblance of military order, 
with a limited number of troops, proclaimed the formation of the Continental Army at his headquarters on Prospect Hill, Somersville, Massachusetts. It really wasn't an army. It was... A ragtag, loose band of loose uh, band of. Like pretty much, it was men. like a militia that they said, "You're now." The, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like what Chaz is going on right now. Um, oh God! I had to take the shot. He hasn't taken that step yet. There, he hoisted the Grand Union flag on a 70, uh, 70 foot mass in defiance of the British who were watching from Boston. The uh, this was the Grand Union. And uh, Joe, can you give everybody an idea of what the Grand Union was? The flag? Do you know what it is? Um, is that the one that kind of has the British mm-hmm. uh, flag up in the corner? Yes. And then I believe it has the stripes. 13 stars and stripes. Yeah. Yep. So it's basically that flag, which is the uh, the Union Jack. Yes. Is in It would be, it in would be where the field of stars yeah, are. Yes. The f- the and then you still field. have the, the stripes. It was also a grocery store in Stanford, Connecticut, where I grew up. Grand Union. Oh, okay. okay. Grocery store chain. Awesome. Interesting. <laughs> It was. Uh, it remind you just reminded me of that movie Billy Madison. He's like, that was the dumbest answer I've ever heard, and <laughs> well, we're all that much stupider. But it's funny when you ask me what's Grand this. Union. My first inclination was, <laughs> oh, it's the grocery, grocery store, store around the corner in the, in the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, so it was. I used to buy smokes there. It was really good smokes. <laughs> it's actually near um, Union Lodge Number Five in Stanford, Connecticut. Interesting. So he hoisted the Grand Union on a 70-foot mass in defiance of the British who were watching from Boston. The flag too closely resembled the British flag. The enemy sneered. An angry brother, George Washington, uh, while still in the field, sketched the idea of the stars and stripes on the back of an envelope. It was a Mason, Brother Francis Hopkins, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, who really designed what the legendary Betsy Ross then cut and sewn into America's first flag, which is... Right up there, and that would be the uh, yep. Betsy yeah, Ross. Yeah, it's flag. like you said; it's referred to the the Betsy Ross flag. Mm-hmm. However, uh, because I've I've frequented Philadelphia quite a bit, mm-hmm. there is an actual receipt from Hopkins Hopkinson mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopkins um, Hopkinson. You're right. That he actually had the receipt from when he was commissioned. To make the flag. No, I wasn't there when he gave it. That's no, 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 no. That's not what I was laughing at. Okay. I'm like, you got to be one petty son of a bitch to like show up with your receipt. Be like, hey, I need to get reimbursed for this. Well, but but he was actually commissioned by the United States government. <laughs> had your flag done, but like, you know. It was and they're like, hey, build, build a flag. Like, uh, <laughs> but, they gave, but they gave him certain specs. Right. Like mm. Washington gave him particular <laughs> specs that they, he wanted in the flag. So he wrote it down. It's like, you know, kind of now if you go to, a, you don't see it too much these days because everything is on computer but you get that little green tablet that they write your order on in short like it's in essence that right but from the period and that's how they were able to determine that he was the first person actually commissioned to make an like i would love to take that scene right that scene and modernize it right where george washington's sitting there and he's writing out all those orders and hopkins walks up he's like hey uh he's like yeah i got this uh receipt here for the flag they made and washington just stop and go you're shitting me, right? Right. <laughs> you owe me seventy-two cents. I'm not shitting you. Well, I'm sure as secretary, you've had that happen to you. Well, yeah. Well, I get Where reimbursed here, for my like, tolls, right, at work. And right. I mean, granted, my tolls are like eight, nine dollars because I'm, you know, in a big right, ass truck. Right. So you get paid by, you know, you get told by the axle. By the axle. Yeah. Right. But could you imagine, like, back in those days, just showing up, like, <laughs> yeah, I got a receipt here for uh, seventy-two cents in fabric. Yeah. You're shitting me, right? <laughs> Did Washington yell at him? I don't know. It'd be, I, I it's going to become the future symbol of our country <laughs> yeah, all of eternity. Exactly. But you and want you your 72, want your 72 cents. cents. <laughs> be gone from my sight. <laughs> I can see him doing that. That's great. Give Go have time. intercourse with yourself yeah. and just push him away. Like, Go sit over there with Bennett Garnold. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back into it. Uh, the following year, in June 14, 1777, the Continental Congress approved the Stars and Stripes as a symbol of our new freedom and independence. The 13 stars in the blue field defiantly replaced the British flag. After that, Masonic glory accompanied the Stars and Stripes on America's journey to growth and glory. And we're going to get into a little bit of, uh, what's his name? John yeah. Paul Jones. No, another little fun My fact. favorite Navy commander. <laughs> Another little fun fact, the original design and the original receipt does not state that the stars were placed in a circular position. 
Really? So that is just speculation. They could have been arranged mm-hmm. in any way um, that you could arrange 13 stars. It's not Like specific. a square encompasses? There's, well, there's some that kind of look <laughs> almost a little like the Seal of Solomon, mm-hmm. where you have really? the, the oh. peaks... A pentagram, yeah. Yeah, well, more like a six-sided. Now, see, I laugh because I want to take this again. I want to modernize this, right? And Betsy Ross is sitting there. What's-his-name shows up at the design, and she goes, yeah, this looks like shit. This is totally done by a man. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to a circle. (laughs) It's a circle now. It's a circle. I'm the captain. It's a circle. Here's your receipt. Black life. It's a circle. No? And now pronounce yourself. My now pronounce your Chuck Larry. Larry. <laughs> That's a great freaking. I love Ving Rhames in that movie too. <laughs> yeah. I'm every woman. It reminds me of that little dance that showed up on our Facebook page again the other day. Oh God, right. you God, yes. <laughs> you can't retag after like six months. Like yeah, that's I messed up. It. That's yeah. If you're interested sure. in that, you could join Freemasons podcast community. Yeah. Answer the question. PG thirteen. PG thirteen version yeah. of Discord. Yeah. Kind of. But, you know, enough time had gone by where your nightmares may have subsided. Yeah, I so. know. You brought it back up. Uh, Admiral and brother John Paul Jones, father of our Navy. He is uh, he was a gangster. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, he actually drove his, what is it? It wasn't even a, it was like a schooner, right? A schooner? Uh, like was like that a called? sloop or something A sloop, like right? Yeah. It was a small-ass boat. Yeah. He sailed it all the way to England and was screaming obscenities <laughs> as soon as he got, as, as soon as he got yeah. there, like he's in the, sh- he's against the shore, screaming obscenities. Yep. Nobody's pen. Like, what is this idiot doing? Like, yeah. you know? He's yeah. pretty much like. Actually, would it be like this? He's got like one it's cannon. Like calling him it's out. Like yeah. He's got one cannon cannons, shooting like, the yeah. shore up, right? <laughs> just mad as hell, drunk with yeah. his bottle. Just. He's like that right? one drunk friend that we all have. <laughs> That you go out, you try to have a nice time, and next thing you know, he's in the street talking crap to somebody. Yeah. You're like, dude, come on. Can we not like, do this tonight? It would be like that, except he sailed to England. Yeah, he sailed all the way to England, right? Right. In but rough waters. He's that guy. <laughs> in a sloop. He's <laughs> that guy. Though. With, what, three cannons on board? Yeah, exactly. They have, like, that little, like, deck gun in the front or something. That's yeah, right? Like a little My point is, you got the quartermaster's going, we're not even hitting yeah. the freaking shore. Or, like, this size. <laughs> you got to know that there had to be alcohol involved in there somehow. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. had to be, right? Yeah. He was, like, a famous there? drunk, wasn't he? I like, think he was. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. I think John Paul. And didn't Jones he have right. a very famous ship? Could you imagine his Zach Sail, though? Was he the one that had the name of the ship that you couldn't pronounce? That was uh, Bono Richard. Bono Richard. Yeah, you weren't catching me that time, you bastard. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll talk about the Bono Richard later. Um, <laughs> Bono Richard. <laughs> Bono Richard. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was. That was. That was designed around uh, Sonny Bono and. Uh, <laughs> Richard of England. I was going to say that that's the real name Richard. of the lead singer from U2, but... <laughs> All right, let's get back into this. Uh, he, so, Admiral and Brother John Paul Jones, father of our Navy in France, achieved international prestige from our Navy and our country during historic ceremony at Quiberon Bay? We're going to go with that. Quiberon Bay on February 13th, 1776. There, the French, French fleet gave our flag... Our first national salute. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, the and then first... they quickly surrendered. <laughs> that's not true at all. No, I don't no that's not true. We, probably. French would go okay then. Uh, the first time America was acknowledged as a sovereign nation. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, for most of the century, Sag Harbor, Sag Harbor whaling men, Masons all, showed the stars and stripes to the four corners of the world for the first time. Soon followed many memorable occasions where we were to see Masons and our flag honor around the world as well as in outer space. At the North Pole, thanks to Admiral and Brother Bird. The South Pole, thanks to Admiral and Brother Amundsen. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were brothers. I didn't know that either. And Scott on the moon, thanks to Brother Buzz Aldrin and John Glenn, uh, in 1803, Admiral and Brothers George Preble's squadron was fighting against the Barbary pirates who were then infesting the Mediterranean Sea. On February 16, 1804, Commodore and Brother Stephen Decatur took the uh, Decatur. Decatur, 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 thank you, yeah. uh, took the USS Intrepid 
into Tripoli Harbor under the guns of the fort and fleet to bomb the USS Philadelphia. Oh, boy. That had been captured after having accidentally run aground and the crew inhumanely tortured. Wow. In 1814, the nation's capital was burned by the British during the War of 1812. That's some crazy shit, though, that whole story about the the nation being burned, Mm -hmm. the capital being burned. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like the next day, or it was even that night, I think. It was like an insane thunderstorm, hurricane, whatever the hell. Oh, because all the British were, like, gloating about it. Yeah. Well, they were. Hell descended upon them. Yeah, yeah, and help put yeah. out the fire. And help put out the fires. It's yeah. like torrential rain. I think it even like scuttled that entire unit. The whole entire unit went back to, I think it was Baltimore, completely bewildered. Mm-hmm. Just, and the artwork was all saved by the first lady, if I recall. Uh-huh. Dolly uh-huh. Madison. Yep. Yep. Good old Dolly Madison. Good old Dolly. Hell of an ice cream. Sure was no Lucinda. Um, on Lake Erie, Commodore and brother O.H. Perry flew a flag that read, Don't give up the ship. After the battle reported... We have met the enemy, and they are ours. On September 14, 1814, Brother Francis Scott Key, prisoner above the British man of war shelling Fort McHenry, wrote on the back of an envelope. A lot of guys like to write on a lot of freaking envelopes. Washington, Francis Scott Well, Scott I mean, King. he was a prisoner on, like, a British, <laughs> like, prison ship. Like, what? What do you what do you got floating around that you can write on? Again, you, how did he get himself an envelope though? He's on a prisoner ship. How did he get himself? Maybe they were allowed to write letters. Maybe they were literate. Okay. I, don't I don't know. Let's 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 do this modern day. This is fun. Well, hey, okay. this is pretty cool. Give me a pen and paper. Yeah. F- you. No. Give me yeah. a pen and paper. Like <laughs> no, he would just take out his phone and start recording. It. Oh yeah. Like selfie. oh wait, hold on. <laughs> selfie. Flag burning in the back. Somebody give me my selfie stick. Anyway. Uh, moving on. I got he wrote on the back of an envelope what was to become our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. In 1831, Captain and Brother Thomas Driver of the U.S. of uh, the SS Charles Daggett, interesting name, uh, received a delegation of ladies aboard the ship. Who? Oh boy, I don't like where this is going. But who presented him with a new flag they had just made? Oh, cool. Uh, he immediately ordered the new colors run up the mast as, and as he saluted, declared, I name thee Old Glory. Oh, so that's where the name Old Glory comes from. name came from. Wow, very cool. The name stuck. Brother Driver, who he was a brother too, was to carry Old Glory twice around the world. The year 1861 saw our nation tested as to whether it could survive the, uh, as a nation united. Civil War. We were to suffer 650,000 casualties. Holy shit. Wow, I didn't realize I that. I didn't realize it was that, man. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. That's Holy like seven shit. seven times more than COVID. <laughs> no, I'm stating a fact. All right, all right. I mean, I'm stating a fact. That's is. factual. Right, okay. It was just also saying. a brutal and bloody conflict. <laughs> right, I'm just saying COVID's not so bad. In comparison uh, right. to the Civil War, yes, COVID is not that uh, bad. Right. More. That's my point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> take out my hand sanitizer. Uh, did anybody catch that train getting derailed right here? Um, more than all four war- wars combined until World War II. And Brother James Gilmore wrote, When Johnny Comes Marching Home. Oh, wow. That's another famous hurrah, World War II song. Hurrah. Right? That's the. Yes. When Johnny Comes Marching Home. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it was during those terrible times that brother elect, but never initiated. Oh, Abraham Lincoln described America as a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. A nation under God that shall have a new birth of freedom. So and Abraham Lincoln was the government like petitioning? You didn't let me finish the proclamation. I'm, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I mean, uh, apparently, it says here, according to this, uh, he was elected but never initiated. No way. Yeah, really? That's what this article is. And again, this. I mean, it, they did their homework. They did their homework. Yeah, uh, but this definitely yeah. was written by a reputable source, and we've already cited his name. He is a brother and all that stuff. Uh, 
I got a funny Abe Lincoln joke, but I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> you really should. Uh, <laughs> it's flag day for God's I'll sake. tell you off air. <laughs> remind, somebody remind me and I'll tell you off air. Or maybe um, we'll put it on Discord. So, um, in 1892, Brother James P. Upham, publisher of Youth's Companion Magazine, advanced the idea of a flag-raising ceremony in all schools in celebration of the 400th anniversary of the discovery of America by Sir Knight Christopher Columbus. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it was like the uh, convention. So he was a knight of Saint John. Let's be clear. Right. He was a knight of Saint John. Templars were already gone. So that's I don't know. That's it's a little bit of a fish, but whatever. Uh, Christopher well, Columbus. He didn't say it was like Sir Knight Templar. He said Sir Knight Christopher yeah. Columbus, he which was a he knight was. Of Saint John. Yeah, he was. A and the Knights of Saint John were originally the Templars. They just changed their name and changed their logo. Or he yeah. could have just this been by the Queen. Yeah, but I don't think he's like drawing a link between Freemasonry and Christopher okay. Columbus. I think they're just saying he was a knight. I mean, okay. El- like Elton John is Sir Knight, and yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a Mason. Is uh, Patrick Stewart a knight? I thought he was knighted. I don't know if that's he English is. knights though. That's he not really the same. Yeah, but there were queens all over the place then. Yeah. Queen of Spain could have knighted him. Sorry. Oh, uh, true. Maybe I see what you're Portugal getting at. Okay, okay, okay. No, I was trying to figure out what you, I got what you're saying. Yeah, so he could have yeah. been a Sir Knight from one of the... Just another title. Another Just title another, of... Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I got what you're yeah. saying. All right. Uh, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, though. Uh, patriotic fever... Uh, fever? Fervor. 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 Uh, swept the... Con- I'm doing good so far. So I got yeah, the you're doing really well. I got the fever, and the only cure is more cowbell. It's more fervor. For an appropriate prayer filled with reverence, patriotism, and love of country, for the occasion such as these, the Reverend and Brother Francis J. Bellamy created America's Pledge of Allegiance. Brother Bellamy's pledge was first used on Columbus Day, October 12, 1892, and was officially adopted in June 22, 1942. Under God was added in 1954. I was just going to ask you that question. Mm-hmm. I believe, who was it added by? Does it say? It doesn't say. I'm I'm assuming I by Congress because if it was adopted, if it was officially adopted by the government, yeah, that, that point, means Congress that the government kind of okay, it's ours, and then the government decides to add it. And I mm-hmm. believe, and, and somebody fact check me on this, that the president at the time. Mm-hmm. Was one of our Masonic presidents when under that would God. be 1942. You know is who that, that was? Was that Roosevelt? Bing, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. That so that's when that me. was. So mm-hmm. you know, there's something to consider. And that. it was added in 1954. So 1954 would go into Truman. Truman. Yeah. I believe that's true. Who was also a 33rd. Who was also a 33rd. Yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> quote me on that because I'm not 100 percent sure if that's when he's his term was if he was still a president by that point. I, I'm fairly certain it was added so under. Uh, under God was added while a Mason was serving as president. Yep. And all through the terrible World War One, we kept our eye on that grand old flag as instructed by brother. That's supposed to be George, but uh, George M. Cohen. Cohen oh, yeah. And his grand old flag rouser. We all know that song. Grand old flag, you're a high flying flag. And forever It's like that song, uh, End of the World by, uh, what is that, that band? It's the end yes. of the world. It does have a very six similar. o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something really screwed up? As <laughs> you of know like, the rest of the words, right? As of so like, you just kind of. George M. Cohen was a Mason. Is that what you just said? Yes. Oh wow, Brother that I George did not know. I just learned that. Mm-hmm. As of like eight years ago, REM was considered to be classic rock. So if you guys aren't feeling old enough. As long as no, U2 you just stops adding things to Apple and says, oh, here, here's a free album yeah, to Apple. Yeah, that really pissed like, me off. Pissed me off. I like, still can't get it off my phone. I can't either. That. It's like there. I go into the library on iTunes and delete it. and it just How bad does your band have to suck that you donate it and people are still trying to delete it? I don't know. ACDC gave exclusive rights. Gives it to everyone. You know yeah. what ACDC gave exclusive rights to Walmart? You can't buy ACDC albums other than Walmart. Really? Like a new Ooh, album. I didn't know that. If I got my new phone, right, and I went into the Apple Store and like, oh, hey, it even comes with Apple Music, and there's even a U2 album download, I'd be like, give me a Samsung. It's yeah. always U2. <laughs> They've been doing that since, like, the iPhone first came out, I think, like, or since I iTunes came out. Yeah, I mean, not like, for now. Octung <laughs> Baby is one of my favorite albums. Yeah, I mean, they're an awesome time. band. They're awesome, but don't, don't force it don't on me. Don't force it on me. No means no. Yeah. I have rights. 
My Apple phone doesn't know what's right for me. My we'll phone, talk my about choice. bands that I hate and where they need to go after. Uh, okay. After yes. Because we'll Skinner would be another one. Anyway. Oh, I um, freaking hate Skinner. In 1941, we were again called upon to defend our freedom and that of weaker nations subjugated by power-hungry dictators. <clears throat> Dude, I'm trying to behave so bad <laughs> with modern events and modern politicians. I'm just oh, kidding. okay. I thought you were going to laugh. So if if you see me smiling, that's why. Because I have so many quick lips, smart-ass comments I want to add in here, but I'm not. I thought you were going back to Adolescent George laughing over the word dictator. No, (laughs) that's honestly why I thought you were laughing. No, 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 no. That would fit. That would be you. We marched to Brother John Philip Seuss's Semper Fidelis march. Oh, no kidding. Uh, And I don't think that's uh, a different song from uh, the Marine Corps hymn. Yeah, but Sousa, John Philip Sousa did a lot of those marches, mm. and I think did just about every armed forces uh, Only song march. that I know by heart. Every single stanza of every verse, the Marine Corps had. Marine Corps. Really? Uh-huh. I learned learn a lot it. about over there. You have there. to learn it when you're in the boot camp. Okay. Yes. Dad was in the Army, so I know over there. And then the- they would just all make fun of the Air Force. <laughs> I don't know that one. The well, national. Let's, uh, let's rehearse some after the show. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll go through it. Yeah. Uh, the National Emblem March, and of course, the Stars and Stripes Forever. And with the poetic genius of Brother Irving Berlin, mm-hmm. we all ask God bless America. Interesting. I did not know he was a brother either. With, by the way, best version. Like the one, th- the reason I know God bless America is not because Yankee Stadium seventh inning. Stretch. No, God well that's for you. That's for you youngsters. America. That's no? for you youngsters. Right. For us older people, maybe the Schultz brothers remember this too. Kate Smith, the Philadelphia Flyers, never sang the national anthem. They always sang God bless America, hmm. and they actually would wheel out Kate Smith during the playoffs, and have her like wheel her, literally wheel her out to have her sing it, and then she'd sit back down and they'd wheel her back. But it was always like something special about the Philadelphia Flyers playoffs. Interesting. You got to see Kate Smith. Interesting. Kind of cool. I did not know that. It's a good tradition. The um, uh, Schultz brothers being in Maryland and being down closer to Philly Bay. Uh, remember that. They may hate the Flyers, too. They <laughs> probably do. On August 3rd, 19... Oh, August 3rd. That's Ethan's birthday. August 3rd, 1949, a master mason and Knight Templar, 80 years old and in failing health, came to Washington from Yeadon, Pennsylvania. We'll go with yes, that. we'll go with it. To witness U.S. President and brother Harry S. Truman sign the Flag Day Act into law, which is today. Brother William T. Kerr had, with other Masons, for more than half a century appealed to every United States president from McKinley to Truman. He led rallies and continuously promoted the idea of a special day to honor old glory. Kerr died in 1953 but left his brethren uh, left his brother in his legacy, now the law of the land. We see daily that Americans are are doing to honor the flag. What are we Masons doing to honor the flag for which our craft has played such an important role? We can, all of us, honor our flag this coming... Oh, God, this is from 2002. Uh, today, in a special collective way... Let us make masonry proud of our contribution to our flag's glory. Imagine if all Americans' lodges on that memorable day were to join together in singing Brother Irwin Bell, uh, Ir- Irving Berlin's very special musical gift to our flag and our and our craft of Freemasonry. And then it's got the, the words for God bless America on it. But very cool article. I thought this was really cool, really fitting when I first went into it, so... Another cool little Masonic thing. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's old. Again, I'm, I'm going to be the uh, resident historian here mm. just because I've lived more history than you guys. But uh, Brother Red Skelton, mm. you'll see it oh, yeah. uh, usually around Memorial Day, sometimes yeah. around Flag Day. Yep. He does the Pledge of Allegiance, but he does it in a way where he expands. Like he'll say a line and then kind of expand on that line and then hit oh. the next line. It's actually it's a pretty powerful uh, video. You can see it on YouTube. Again, it's Red Skelton, brother, Red Skelton. Um, just did a, a, a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> job with it. And the uh, the Knights Templar 
flag presentation, color presentation. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know if George, I mean, I know George is super involved. I'm imagining he probably has seen it once or twice where they do uh, the Knights Templar present the colors. Mm -hmm. I've done it before. Before like a Blue Lodge meeting. Mm -hmm. I've done it before. The long form one where you go Mm -hmm. through, I think Mm -hmm. uh, Dick Epler, Brother Dick Epler Mm -hmm. does a great job at it too. I've done that before and uh, it's usually on installations. Yeah, that's an awesome one. It's like a 20 minute, you know, monologue about all of the different components of the flag and what they all mean and the sacrifices that have, you know that that men went through in order to to get us to where we are today i always thought it was a beautiful ceremony yeah getting... i saw it once at uh, ashler aspetuck they did it for a, a veterans day ceremony and brother um god i'm going to forget his name but he's past master of washington 19 brother wayne saunders brother wayne saunders did it and did a phenomenal job with it it's cool it's a great little lecture i love it so I'm getting tore up. Apparently, it's my freaking time. Oh, good. I'm Ken not seeing anything in comments here. Uh, we were talking about the pins earlier, whether Joseph Schultz, the carrier pigeon, didn't bring mine yet. Mm. Um, they probably caught Corona and dropped dead. It's a homing pigeon. Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, George pigeon. is reading now. Congrats, George. <laughs> yep. We do the best we can. Hooked on phonics works for me. Let's see here. Uh, Then we got into, let's see here, uh, Joseph Grabowski. Oh, George looks like he dressed like Billy Madison today. Awesome. (laughs) You do, kind of. And you did make a Billy Madison reference. I did make a Billy Madison reference before we went live. When we were talking about uh, fecal matter, I said, he caught the shit poop. Um, (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Yep. Yes, so, uh, yeah, I'd be getting the Marines screwed up. They were looking for the horror. Oh, boy, I'm not reading that one. Yeah, uh, George would go after a hairy Libyan girl. Yes. So what? Uh, apparently because they were talking about the shores of Tripoli, Marine Corps him. The Marine Corps yeah, him from the halls yeah. of Montez. Yeah, no, I know. But, yeah, but. Well, somebody, instead of saying shores, changed the word to whores. And oh. then the next comment was oh, I saw that one. George would go after a hairy Libyan girl. Oh, yes. Yeah, so oh, thank you, brother. Clearly, it's my day today. Uh, you have awesome. higher standards than that. I can vouch for that. Jesus. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, Brother Joseph Gorowski says, under God was added due to the rise of communism. Uh, I believe that's probably true. And I think he might have said the, that it was added by Ike. I think. Uh, so it was in the 50s? Right. And I think Ike was a Mason too, wasn't he? Maybe not. Eisenhower? I, Eisenhower? I, I'm not 100% sure. Somebody I'm not 100% fact check. sure. Somebody fact check that. Um, but yes, uh, communist mm. nations, especially um, the Soviet Union, I believe, didn't abolish. Um, they didn't abolish religion, but it was frowned upon. Yeah, generally it's not. I mean, it's not really acknowledged. It, it wasn't really true communism I'm in Russia so anyway, but they good. were definitely. China doesn't acknowledge. God. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the state doesn't acknowledge Killing religion. Me. I don't think it like expressly forbids it, but yeah, they're not a big fan of it. So, so imagine. We had to distinguish I'm ourselves. trying so hard to behave. <laughs> imagine no religion. Do your best. Imagine no religion. Yeah. Uh, is this like a Beatles song? Yeah, your, your <laughs> reply should be, Beatles. I do too, but your reply should be, it's easy if you try. I thought we were talking about yeah, the DNC. I hate the Beatles. Um, <laughs> you thought we were talking about what? The DNC. Um, well, okay. yeah. a whole other thing. I'm trying. I know. I'm trying to be hate. Here we You're are doing okay. You're doing all right. Religion. <laughs> I've had I'm a bite singing my tongue Beatles like songs, man. Let it be. Yeah. We can't Hold even on. agree on the song, Beatles. Actually. Like. I actually no, I don't, like the, I don't like the Beatles. I don't. I like a couple songs, but I think they're vastly overrated. I hate them too. My wife is always angry when I say that too because she's a Oasis Beatles greater fan. than the Beatles, in my opinion. Oh god, I don't even know if Jesus, I go that what, far. The one song Wonderwall that they came out with. Oh my god, they have a whole anthology of of hits. Oh my god, don't look back in anger. Don't go away. Um, Can you? Dick. <laughs> Wonderwall. Um, oh, my favorite song of all time. My favorite song of all time. It's really? like a psychedelic song for me. Champagne Supernova, man. Oh, oh I just put that on and I just went to a freaking trance. It's the best. I don't know, man. I was listening to like Nirvana around that period. I did too. Uh, a little like, after Nirvana. Uh, maybe like yeah. Heart Shaped Box Nirvana. It was like Foo Fighters era then, I guess. Yeah. Still some Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam Black yeah. probably around. It was all... Yeah. Uh, Soul Asylum was around that time. Still grunge. We should just do a musical episode. No, I'm down for it. So. It's funny that you like the song. Funny that musicians. I think it's that. funny that you like the song Soul Asylum. That's a band. That's actually a band. Yes. 
again, I wasn't. I was. No, yeah, you when were did they come up? You were probably in middle school. Because Talking, I was um, 93, 94. Joe just yeah. got out of college. No, I was still in college. No, I was in my like junior, senior year of college. Yeah. Seriously? When I was in middle school? I graduated college in uh, 94. That's when he joined AARP. Shut up. Yeah. No, you didn't. Stanford High School, class of 1990. And then Pace University in 94. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I'm, that's legit. I'm not lying. Why would I lie to you? Graduated high school in 2000. Yeah, so I'm 10 years older than you. I'm still better That's looking. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what we got on the flag. Uh, Ken, let's turn it over to you. Yeah. Talking about virtual lodges. All right, so I, you did your little monologue. We <laughs> yeah. really didn't have much of a discussion of about it. Yeah, so. a few weeks ago, I guess I kind of just like spewed a whole bunch of thought experiment, and we didn't really talk about any of the points that were made, but... Um, we, we do know that here in Connecticut, the grandmaster will be sending out edicts related to edicts or guidance related to, uh, the holding of virtual lodges. Um, one can only assume he's talking about virtual tiled meetings. Uh So in the, uh, the little monologue that I put together, I talked about, well, you know, regardless of whether any of us philosophically believe it should or shouldn't be done, can it be done? Uh. Is it feasible? Um, and my conclusion was, yeah, it is. We can make a, a virtual tiled meeting at least as secure as our physical lodge meetings that are tiled. Uh-huh. Um, you guys all heard it. What do you think? What are your opinions? First of all, I guess we should probably talk about whether or not we individually, personally feel it should be done, even if it's technically feasible. I would say my couple thoughts on it. One is for a business meeting. Where mm-hmm. you're only discussing bills, minutes, old business, new business, that type of thing. I'd be okay with it. Even though we have to tie all those. Yes. And I, I think you're, the level of tiling that can be done for something like that is okay. Like it's, is, is the secretary's report really secret? Is the treasurer's report really secret? No. So there's certain business aspects and... You know, when you talk about old business, new business, if you're doing a food drive coming up, absolutely, I think that can be done virtually, and I see no detriment to doing that. When you start getting, and I would even say perhaps you don't go virtual with the opening and closing. Those stay offline, and then once the lot, or you can do an opening and close and go at ease, and then you open up the virtual lodge room. Or something like so that. So what if for the sake of argument we went with my suggestion and we said, you know, each brother has that personal responsibility as like a deputized tiler to make sure that their physical space where they're meeting in their house is tiled to the best of their ability. So that collectively the meeting is tiled. I'm okay with it. I would not be on board for degrees. Okay, yeah. That makes I, sense. I would candidate not. Candidate experience. Right? It's the candidate experience, and there is still, you know, let's be honest. Most of our ritual uh, can be found on the internet. The only, the, the one piece that we hold truly sacred, um, not the one piece, but the one that's still in code in any book you get is the obligation. Mm-hmm. Anything to me that involves that obligation should not be done virtually. Um, and I just think from a degree standpoint, it's a different experience. The only time that I've seen a degree, um, done virtually that kind of gives you a similar experience is recently, or since we've been under lockdown, Scottish Rite Mm. every Thursday. But those are different, uh, different formats. There's no different formats and obligations. Right. And it's, uh, it's theatrical. Right, yeah. uh, Scottish Rite degrees are theatrical. They're usually put up on stage uh, by the brothers. But over the last few years, they've gone with DVDs. So you're watching a production versus... Actually engaging it, in the material. As rather than... And they still have lessons, but it's just different. Like you're used to Scottish Rite. You can sit in the audience and watch a production, whether that production be in person or on video. To me, the Blue Lodge degrees are just... Mm. It's different, and there's the experience. And one of the things that 
I hold sacred is when I took my obligation and I went through my three degrees in Blue Lodge, for the most part, it was the same thing that every other Mason before mm-hmm. me has gone through. Yep. George Washington didn't do it over Zoom. Exactly. Yep. So I'm okay from a business standpoint, but I'd hate to see that tradition of the uh, degrees being done in person. And there's a specific part of it um, after the obligation. Yep. Yep. Where there's certain things that you see mm-hmm. that I... I mean, it's not the same if I open my eyes and see like a Brady Bunch thing on my screen right, right. of different members a lot. And I might not even be able to see everybody that's there because of the way the limitations of Zoom. Mm-hmm. I might only be able to see, you know, maybe nine at a time if I have a big monitor yep. and whatnot. And it's just... It's never going to be the That same. part I'm not okay with. But from just a, a, a business standpoint, why not? I've been doing yeah. business virtually these last few months anyway. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I personally don't want to see degrees taken to that level. Like, I'm better off. I mean, I know there are a lot of petitioners out there, and there are a lot of candidates for the various degrees that have been waiting for months and months, and it's really kind of getting to them. And it's getting to all of us, right, as Masons, to not be able to go to Lodge and see our brethren. But I think waiting until we can all physically meet for degrees, I'd have to agree with Joe on that. It's more worthwhile to just... Wait until we can all do it. I'm actually adamantly opposed to all of it. Oh, okay. All of it. None of it should be done virtually at all. Even paying bills. Even paying bills. Okay. Because paying bills is just a part of the lodge. The main reason why we get together is to meet as brothers, number one. And I look at it like this and I compare it to language. Think of how they used to speak and talk so eloquently in like the 1700s. And then you have modern day English. Mm-hmm. Well, not, let's, let's not say modern day. Let's say pre-technology English. And now modern day English, when you send a text message, it's just a series of letters. LMFAO or IDGAF or we've... SMIB. And what you're saying... Is yeah. and I can't stand that. By the way, um, <laughs> drives me up the fucking wall. But moving on. But you see how language was eloquent and elaborate and beautiful, and now it's literally a series of letters. And I compare this to a Masonic lodge. When you go from meeting as a Masonic lodge and you're all here in person, and now you want to dwindle it down to virtual. Right. Number one, I can tell you right now, I am yet to tend to virtual lodge. Yet to. Why? And I'll tell you why. Because I have kids in the background. I cannot tile where I am. It's not going to happen. So I just don't participate. I cannot be there. And I even said to many people, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't. I cannot attend your virtual thing because it's just not going to happen. First off, I'm not going to be paying attention. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be, my mind's everywhere. I'm going to be sitting there watch. I'm telling you right now, I will be watching TV while I'm supposed to be watching a meeting. You are dumbing down the craft. You are dumbing it down by attending this virtual thing. And I don't care if it's paying bills. I don't care if it's reading minutes. Your ass should be in the game paying attention mm-hmm. to what's being done. So that's why I cannot virtually be part of it. Like because you're not gonna you're not gonna have my A, you're not gonna have my attention. And two, I wanna see my brother. I come to lodge to see my brothers. I don't come I don't care about to the business. To exclusively see right. your brothers. To exclusively right. to split your attention between right. your kids. Yes, and them. exactly. Yeah. And let me. So go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. So I want to clarify. When you're done, I want to clarify my position. I, I I am adamantly opposed to all of it because the other thing you're going to get is you're going to get people like me who are not going to going to participate in your virtual lodge, and right. then you've lost that brother Agreed. just like that. Agreed. You've lost them. Like no, you know what? Right. I'm not downloading Zoom. I'm out. See you later. Let me know when you go back live again. And, and that's been Mason. my stance since this whole COVID conspiracy popped up. Although, now it's your right, too, right? Huh? I'm sorry. That? No, go ahead. It's your right as a Mason to attend these meetings. And if you're being right. excluded because you right. don't have the technology in place or you don't have the home situation to properly tile your, your, your area, no, you can't vote now. 
So you can't engage in your rights as a Mason, even if you would be able to physically attend Lodge, because you can't, now you're being excluded. Like, I get why they're doing it now. I get why they're doing it now. And that's what I wanted to clarify. Once this shit is over with, it's got to be gone. And that's where I wanted to clarify my position on this. As a temporary substitute, if we can't meet in person, I'm okay with the virtual Lodge. If at a point where these restrictions are removed... um, and we can meet in person, that should be the only way. Yep. But in times mm-hmm. like these, mm-hmm. where it's all or nothing, mm-hmm. or it's not, it's, I don't want it to be all or nothing, where it's in person or we don't have any fellowship, these Zoom meetings can keep people in touch. I've seen people come on these Zoom fellowship meetings. And I, again, I just want to clarify, we're oh, not yeah, doing not tiled. tiled lodges. Right. There's benefit to that fellowship. However... That's because of what we're what we're going through right now. I'm even. I would rather if if meeting in person with a group more than five or you know with no restrictions is on the table, then there's no virtual lodge in my world. Right. Like you're there. It's part of the commitment. It's part of the camaraderie. It's part of the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So I I see it as I'm okay with certain business aspects of it mm-hmm. in a temporary. Uh, situation like we're in now. Never full-time. I'm Never even, full-time. And I'm even opposed to having lodge where people are here and having, you know, being able to virtually tile your house and watch the lodge meetings from home. Because what you're going to get is people are going to treat lodge less like lodge and more like a freaking reality TV. Every Thursday, yeah, I'm not going to go to lodge. I'm just going to Turn on my TV and I'm going right. to watch I the lodge. And eventually you're going to start seeing less and less and less show up in person. Yeah. I would be okay with after lodge virtual, which yeah. means all the brothers in the lodge were that hanging out, we're talking, they couldn't that. make it. After lodge, then right. turn on your TV. Or if you have a temple corp, building corp, and you want to do those meetings virtually, oh. knock yourself out. But there, to me, there's, I, I get excited, and maybe it's me. I, I don't know. I'd like to think this is the same for every Mason. I get excited to dress up yeah, and put on I'm my tuxedo do. or yeah. my suit because I don't get to do that often, especially now yeah. you know, where I'm in like a T-shirt and shorts most of the time because we don't leave the house. Apparently, I look like Billy Madison. <laughs> but I like getting dressed up. I like it helps put myself in that mindset of I'm going to go my goal is to go out and do one of two things and on a great night I'll do both I want to go out and receive light first and foremost second I want to go out and give light if I have the opportunity to you do every time you go to the beach I actually posted that (laughs) but if I can go out on a night and give light and receive light in the presence of my brothers and I that tuxedo or that suit starts to put me in that mind frame Great, absolutely. It's you know for Which somebody. Which is why I'm also against freaking casual lodges. I'm okay with like a Hawaiian shirt night here or there, mm-hmm. but or if it's like super hot and a lot of our lodges don't have AC. Yeah. But you I'm the guy that I'm the guy that when I was master, I did my inspection at the end of June on the fellow craft degree when I was interim master, and people hated me for it. I'm like, well, if you can't do it when it's 90 degrees, you can't do it when it's 50. Um, Trensky says. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> oh, God. I'm doing I a watch party. Scene. I love but it. it's like it gets you in that, you know, it's part of that experience. It's, it's the difference, you know, for, for non-Masons out there. Uh, if you're a runner, there's a huge difference between running on a treadmill and going out and running Absolutely. on a trailer on the road. Mm-hmm. And think of how you gear up to go for you. Put on a different set of clothes. You stretch. You do all this prep work. And then you go run and it, it just gives to that overall experience look at shooting going to the range you have yeah. real ranges and then you have virtual ranges right you, you've seen those before right where it's virtual you oh those like laser points yeah well i was the, when i was in the marine corps you had two things you went to the range or yeah. you would literally sit there and yeah. they had a a board and you'd it's not the same it's not it's not the same mentally it's not the same like i said going back to running mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting on a treadmill, not going anywhere, watching a TV or, or some kind of monitor, sometimes listening to music, right. or yep. I'm running out on a trail, seeing the beauty of nature, the, yeah. the beauty of the Grand Architect's creations 
And it's just a different experience. One thing technology will never be able to take the place of is the human experience. Right. Experiment. And that's Experience. what... And that's Experiment, what experience. experience. Well, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both, right? But right. that's what Freemasonry is. It's it's the experience. Yeah. It's you notice I blended the word so because I didn't want to sound like an idiot. I'm like experience. Experiencement. <laughs> Experiential. Experiential. But it's but that's no. But so, really, there's nothing. You're, you're never going to be able to replace reality. As a temporary so you, substitute, right. fine. As a permanent replacement, never. Right here. Never. Yeah, I'm going to have Welcome to back. agree with you guys. Too. I'll give you a fist yeah. bump. Yep. Yeah, we're looking at I'm see what you. we did there. I'm with you. It's called compromise. Yeah. Well, Learn it, government. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you say? <laughs> called in the face of new evidence, being able to change your mindset. Yeah. That's what so that's allowed allowed that works, able. right? We're allowed yes, to do that? Yes. As a matter of fact, you can. <laughs> wait. Regardless so, of what Facebook tells you, wait, time you out. can change your mind. Hold on. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm wrapping my head around this. Yes. So if I have a certain opinion... And I find out additional information that I didn't have before. Yes. I'm allowed to change my opinion. You absolutely can't. Oh, my God. You should. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mind blown. It's on next game tomorrow. Oh, my God. Do you notice what we all did, too? What was the other major thing that we did? I mean, minus the fact that we have all have headphones on, but we... Shut up and listen. Listened. Yeah. We listened. Wait your turn. Yeah. It was just a shame that I had to come in and be the freaking antithesis to it all, where I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want any of it. <laughs> but, all right. No, I mean, it changed, but that kind of by presenting your point, we're like, it was okay. a suckle. It was a suckle. And while it might have seemed like Ken and I were on a different side of things prior to you stating your or after you stated your case, we realized that one by listening and then by clarifying. We were actually saying kind of the same thing, or at least eighty percent of it was the same thing. See how that works, though. It's pretty amazing how Mind you could, we can compromise and work things out. Civil Mind discourse, blown. civil discourse, it's and did like it Freemasonry teach? And you didn't unfriend me. And I didn't unfriend you. Yeah, I don't hate right? you guys. I don't hate you. Oh, huh? Wow, ain't that a thing? I didn't have to hold up a sign that said "Not my brother" or something like that, wow. like. Hashtag not my master. Hashtag not my ginger. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, my Hashtag ginger not no my more. ginger. It's amazing how that works, though, huh? However, See, this nah, is why you should join I'm Freemasonry. Gonna leave, I'm going to leave the positive. I'm not going to put a however or a but. But. <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave it out there. I'm going to let it dangle. Okay. Let it dangle all the time. No. Just I mean, can't do it in the front yard because I get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm now, I'll say my piece on okay, this. Okay, say it. While Speak. civil discourse is good and conversation is good and we can disagree and still be friends. Are you going to put the echo on me? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> that being said, there are certain points of disagreement that become unacceptable in my world. Mm-hmm. When we disagree on certain moralities Uh I may unfriend you because Uh your views may be so radical that you're damaging my calm man you're you're just yeah and on a moral on a moral standpoint I have to take the high ground yeah I have the high ground don't do it we should all be on the same moral ground my problem I would think so but there are some my problem becomes when I have a view and you have a different view and now you want to be condescending about my view. Yes. That the is smiley that is not, laughing yeah. emoji. Yeah, like you know better. Like you know better. Person. Like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, like you that's where idiot, I become I'm a problem. Than, and you know, one of my friends, shout out to, and I don't think he watches this, but in, for some reason he does or somebody. He that, will now. Uh, somebody, if somebody I know that I grew up with is watching and can pass it along. Friend of mine, Chris Pensiero, that I grew up with in Stanford. Mm-hmm. Was he one that said you had syphilis? He was part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of that crew. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cheers. Let's toast him. <laughs> and, and I still talk to him. But he is one of my friends that airs on the more side of, you know, very similar to Ben Blumenthal. Mm-hmm. Where philosophically we might disagree on things, but morally... Mm-hmm. We're still 
we're still intertwined. Like it doesn't uh, go so extreme right. that morality yeah, is called into question. And that's when you have the best discussion. Oh my God, he yeah, and I. Right? Whenever something political happens, and I make a comment, I'm waiting for him to chime in because I want to hear what that other perspective is. Because you trust him. I do trust and him. And you may change your mind. Because And usually we come to some kind of compromise. And it's funny because, you know, we we have these big, long, drawn-out debates. A lot of them are over gun control and, you know, just right. general politics. But then at the end, I'm always like, God, we'd make a great ticket. We'd make a great ticket. Now, see, right, exactly, yeah. Joe, and this is where I need to work on. Blumenthal 2020. I need to yeah, work. Yeah. I need to work on my my end of it because i will put an opinion out there yeah and now you've commented in the the opposite especially when you become condescending and then this just goes for not me the, personally you're no, talking no, 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 generic, the generic you generic, I generically and i'm not talking politically that, yeah. i'm talking about anything right. right any type of you want to put your view out there that's great and we can debate this all day long but when you've crossed that line of condescending now i start rapid firing things that are really like um pushing the limit yeah well, so it's, it's a, basically it, like pulling the pin of the grenade yeah. it's a super i wait for that slow burn so that's one thing i need to work on as a freemason like i need to not like now that you're you're yeah, being condescending to me now you go looking for it now i'm like now i'm really gonna piss you off yeah <laughs> well, it's a really pedantic like debate tactic too to be like oh well i have the moral high ground had I'm, what i'm so Pedantic, like you're—it's not a good way to try to get your (laughs) jarhead ready. Okay, so they try to make you feel stupid, and that's wrong. Thank you, thank you. You have to dumb it down for me because then nobody's going to listen to what you have to say because you know nobody wants to listen to somebody who thinks they're what right. No, no, I'm serious. Um, Ken had a great point, but I mean, he's got to dumb words down. He said pedantic. I don't know what that means. Like right. I'm but saying, he wasn't doing, I eat crayons and But he wasn't doing anything to try to what make you fuck? feel stupid. So you were talking about windows and wear helmets and So stuff, it's the like. people that condescend to other people right. when they're Thank trying you. to get their point across. That's a childish way to try to make an argument. Perfect exactly. example. And, I, and I'll get off of this right after this example. But there was that video with YouTube going around, the, the pandemic video that seemed like a documentary. That, right. That got, and it kept getting taken down every time I posted it. Right. And I, one of my posts specifically said, I don't believe everything in here because I haven't done my research, but uh-huh. it makes you think. And then this friend of mine, Chris, actually replied back and said, look, I got to let you know. I've studied media in college and I make a career and a profession out of it. It's propaganda. And here are certain propaganda, like staples of propaganda that you will see in a piece like this. Here's that information. Make the decision for yourself. He goes, but me being in the industry, I can kind of recognize that. I see those things more readily than the average person. That are designed to, quote, make you think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But think of the wrong things. Right. Because it's propaganda. You know, the only other thing you know, But like I said, he and I, we have that understanding. We respect the crap out of each other. Right. Even though we know we're going to end up on different sides of things, there's... The common ground that will exploit more than and I got and I got somebody on Facebook who's similar to that too, and uh, they've reached out to me and they're like, You're "Kind of being a dick," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay," and then I'm like, "What specifically?" And then no, they'll, just in general, they'll you're point it out, and I'm like, "Oh shit." I'm like, all right, I'll right. pull it down. But is it like a mason? <laughs> is it somebody you no, trust? Or is it some rando off the internet? No, no, that's no. Like, this is somebody I went to school with. Okay. Do they call you up and say, hey, George, you're violating Brother Josephus's rule number two? No, yeah, no, exactly. no. This is not a mason. This is somebody I went Actually, to school I would with. Actually, I rule number one. Uh, I don't know if they want their identity disclosed, which is why I'm keeping it quiet. I have seen in the comments. I think I probably know who it is. Um, but they are, they are of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, they are of different political affiliation than I, and me and this person talk. We've actually had sidebar conversations where she's like, yeah, I don't agree with you, but I see what you're saying. Right. And here's a different point of view. Here's a different point of view, but In that, that last one, you were being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I pulled it down. Which and I said, good. you know what? You're right. I was. That was kind of, that was kind of shitty. And I pulled it off. That's and there's important. nothing wrong with that though. But. 
I wish more. Oh, was that that must be the one that I went to click on and it was like this is no longer available. Do usually do too. Yes, it's been banned or the person's. But honest to God, if there's something that that is crossing the line, and I do cross the line sometimes Mm -hmm. on my own, and not even in Facebook, but just in general, I've crossed the line, especially when you Mm -hmm. get me hot. Because again, there's no uh, George Crows from. Zero to life in prison in two point two seconds. Yeah. Like, we, we've all witnessed it, yeah. Um, and there's no off switch. And there's no off switch. Really. But there is an off switch though, because oh, yeah. when you Usually sit me down, like, hey. Joe sends me "Let It Go." Yeah. Elsa. Means. Elsa. <laughs> Other people actually say, "Hey, listen, man. No, yeah, uh, you're kind of." I get why you're being an asshole, but don't. Well, but here's the thing asshole. too. You know, <laughs> violating rule number one, which is don't be an asshole. Right. You might be making a valid point. Right. But once you become the asshole, uh-huh. you lose credibility. Because everybody's right. focusing yeah, on you being the like asshole. kind of like rioters. Ding, 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 ding. Tell him what he's won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not jump that deep into politics. But uh, Kent's face. I love no, Kent's really face. Then, you know, we don't want to jump into that too much. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was just being funny. But no, doing I know. the bobblehead thing here. Yeah, he's doing the bobblehead thing. I love it. Shout out to brother uh, Dennis Mensa, who is uh, watching. I think he likes the show. He's a uh, brother that I met at Grandmaster's Day in 2015 uh, that I actually marched with that we had the okay. anniversary of the other day from Willis St. John's number four in, I know they were West Hartford, but they moved. I think they're still in West Hartford, so. Shout out to Brother Dennis. Good, cool. to, good to see you watching. What do you think, brothers? Think we covered it? Last thing I'm going to leave you with, philosophically, because I'm the philosophical guy. And this is my advice to everybody out there with everything going on right now. And it's is not it political. Rules? It's not political. Is it the two rules? No. It, it, well, it kind of has to do with the two rules. Okay. It's Joe. It's, it's Josephus's two rules amended. Think of it like the appendant bodies it takes the two rules and expands on all the right, experience all right, of all right. it. Oh, okay. how about that you like it's that? like the new like testament that? basically like that. it's, nice. it's maybe like the scottish rite of my two rules it's where yeah, all right, all you know right. there's 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 no higher rule than the, the first two rules <laughs> all right but then it gives a further Gotcha. You can never be more of a Josephus follower than those who have gone through the first two rules. Yes. But there's additional light. There's, addition, there's additional enlightenment that, that goes with those two rules. All right, fire. Okay, and it just goes back to like my conversation about my, my friend Chris that I grew up with. And I think this, this, is, this is honestly what I feel about society in general. We have more similarities than we have differences. Mm-hmm. Exploit the similarities mm-hmm. don't exploit the differences exploit and when i say exploit i, re- I mean the word exploit mm-hmm. concentrate on those similarities and magnify them and talk about those things the differences kind of leave on the periphery mm. exploit your similarities your life will be a lot better I i'll like leave that. it at that good I advice like that. that's good with that being said what do you say close it down let's wrap it up all right yeah I can't. I can't top that. No, you can't. Nobody can. For the Freemasons podcast, I'm Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off. And Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Happy Flag Day, everyone! Happy, Happy Flag, Flag Day. Day. Mm. What was that about? <laughs>